What's good, good people? I know it's been a minute, right? <laughs> it has. It has. But I guarantee you that the time that I've taken to myself has been worth it. I'm actually becoming an advocate for taking more time to yourself and no longer worrying about social media, no longer worrying about people who you don't directly need to come in contact with on a daily basis, no longer being concerned about what's going on in anybody else's life or trying to keep up with anybody other than yourself. Now, I know some people can do that in the presence of some social media, but there are other people like me who can't, who realize that the best way for me to get myself together is to distance myself from social media to where I'm not paying attention to what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying, the common topic, blah, 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 this is this, yada, yada, yada. I think the one thing I am extremely proud of <clears throat> is that I got off of social media right around the time that whole Cat Williams thing started. And considering the fact that it's February 10th and people are still posting little clips and stuff about that on YouTube. I do get on YouTube. I'm not going to lie because it's a lot of stuff that helps me with school. A lot of motivational stuff that I listen to. YouTube is about the only social platform that I get on. Um, but seeing all that stuff going on with Cat Williams and now Monique is uh, popping up and she's kind of sort of doubling down on what Cat Williams is doing. It just makes me extremely appreciative of the fact that I decided to step off of social media when I did, because I guarantee you a week after hearing all that Cat Williams stuff, I was already tired of it from YouTube. So I can imagine being on Facebook and Instagram too. I don't really deal with TikTok anymore, um, but I can imagine being on Facebook and Instagram too and seeing all that stuff about Cat Williams. I probably would have lost my mind by now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Forgive me. Uh, I got sick a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. And uh, anytime I get sick, I carry a cold for for like forever, you know. Um, but here we are. I got a new logo. <laughs> you know, I did not design it myself. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we are going to touch on a few things. And considering me saying I did not design it myself, I think that's the perfect segue into talking about needing help and accepting help. I literally am the type of person who will refuse help for two reasons. One, I don't want to owe anybody. Two, <laughs> I don't want it to get thrown up in my face. Um, but anyway, with the logo itself, as you can see, with the lock being broken, that really dignifies what uh, the comfort zone is all about. If you don't know, the comfort zone is all about stepping out of your comfort zone with thinking, with living, with doing different things, trying something new. You know what I'm saying? No longer conforming yourself into a box and tearing that box completely apart, thinking outside of the box, living outside of the box in order to live a more prosperous, fulfilled life. Uh, and another thing about a comfort zone is it means like when I actually start having guests on here, I'm going to wait till I get a little bit more equipment, but I'm going to actually start having guests on here. When I start having guests on here, then the comfort zone will also mean that you can come to my platform and you can voice your opinion or your perspective respectively without the sake of argument. Not saying that we want debate. 
But uh, the type of person I am is I can get in a heated debate with you and we can go out for drinks five minutes later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I want to spread that type of maturity and that type of self-awareness around to everybody. So the comfort zone, man, I got plans for this. I'm just not rushing it. Again, a lot of things that I'm going to do, I'm going to wait till I get out of school. But anyway, um, April 2025, that's when I graduate. Hey, if you want to, <laughs> I'll keep you updated. But when I get ready to graduate, you want to throw me a little graduation gift? <laughs> I'll make it available for you, too. Um, but anyway, when I when I think about refusing help from people that actually can help you just because of what may happen is it took me a long time to realize that I stopped myself from getting a lot further in life than I could have been because I had this mentality that I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need no help. I don't want no help. I'm a man. I got this. You know, I'm grown. I got this and blah, blah, blah. One part of being a man and one part of being grown, one part of being an adult is understanding that you can still be independent while someone else is helping you go to the next level. You know, one part of being a man and one part of being an adult, one part of being a grown is understanding that somebody can help you to the next level. But that doesn't mean that you have to follow this person to the ends of the earth because they did, you know, especially if you're not asking for this individual to help you and they offer help because they see you want better and they want to help you get better. You know what I'm saying? That's something that really held me back with a lot of things and. I'm saying this because I've had doors open for me. Well, really one door, <laughs> you know, and I had one door open for me recently. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll see as we go along throughout the year. Uh, and this one door opened another door that opened another door. And a lot of things are falling in place for me to where oh, lifestyle is about to change, you know, but it's all because I got out of the mind of thinking I can do everything myself. You can't do everything yourself. No matter what you do in life, you're going to need support. You're going, you may need some type of help. You're going to need somebody to see what you're trying to do, who's willing to invest in it, who's willing to share it, who's willing to, uh, help you build it, help you grow it or do whatever. Even if it's something as simple as accepting a ride to work, even if it's something as simple as somebody giving you food to eat when you need food to eat. I know that may not seem simple and I understand pride. Trust me, I've had a lot of pride, but you really just have to appreciate help when it comes your way and don't let yourself get in the way of that help. Another thing I want to add to appreciating help when it comes your way is something that I've been saying for years and I'm going to keep saying it until my last breath is you cannot put a face or you cannot put an image. I, I like saying it like that better. You cannot put an image on how you're going to receive that blessing. You cannot put an image on how you're going to receive that step up to the next level. What you have to do is look at everything with your eyes closed. You have to be completely blind uh, to what can and what will happen for you. The more you try to 
dictate how something or how a door is going to open up for you, the least, the less opportunities you have for that door to open. You know, uh, something I used to say that I haven't said in a while is I want you to think about a circle. To me, the circle is the most perfect shape in the world because it's infinite. You know, uh, we've been taught through science that a circle has 360 degrees. Uh, another thing that fascinates me about the circle is that no matter what degree you're standing at in that circle, they all uh, reach the same core. And I find that completely fascinating that you can be in this circle and regardless of what part of the circle you're in, you're still connected through the core. And there's a part of me that wants everybody in life to look at life that way too, to where we have our differences but we all are connected through the same core and that same core is we're trying to make it we're trying to live you know some of us may not live it the right way some of us may think we live it better than others but we're all trying to make it we're all trying to live and the most important thing is that we are all figuring it out as we go you know um <laughs> so I guess that's all I have to say about uh, pride and about accepting the help that comes your way. Once you stop looking for how help will come your way, you can see how many different ways that you have actually denied help that was right there in front of you because it wasn't packaged exactly like you wanted it to be packaged. Now, my boy, uh, Ricky, he did say something that uh, is standing out to me now. Uh, even if he don't feel like I listen to him half the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said the best gifts, he ain't say it like this. This is my own little twist on it, you know. He said the best gifts that can come in your life are wrapped up in the ugliest packaging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The greatest things that you can receive in life come from the places that you least expect them to come from. You know, um, but that's it with that. Uh Another thing I've been thinking about lately, which is something else that I've also talked about, is how I've always considered myself an empath according to the definitions of the world. I'm still trying to figure out what it's called when you consider it to be a uh, when you're a man or woman of God and you have these same abilities. And. I guess I can start that out by asking a question and the question I want to ask is, have you ever noticed that when you're around certain people, I think we all have empathetic abilities, if I'm saying that correctly, but have you ever noticed that when you're around certain people, your mood may not change 100%, but there are certain things about how you're thinking and how you're feeling that adjust, you know what I'm saying? Without you saying something to anybody, without anybody saying something to you, you can be in a, di in a, in a certain atmosphere, and there are certain things about the atmosphere that will put you in a different mood. It's not necessarily about the environment, but more so the people that you're around. I'm not asking that i'm saying that i'm telling you that it's not necessarily about the environment it's more so about the people that you're around when you have empathetic or when you're an empath and you have those abilities to be an empath you tend to 
uh, catch on to what's going on around you. I guess a way to say it for men and women of God is like you really do try the spirit by the spirit. You know, you can feel what somebody else is feeling in their spirit and they don't have to say anything to you. What I want to say to that is you have to be very careful with being in this position. And as much as you want to help people, as much as you want to look out for other people, you have to understand that this is I don't want to say it's a gray area. But it's a very thin line between you helping somebody and you getting dragged into the mess that they're getting dragged into. You know, you have to be very careful about protecting your spirit and protecting your mental state because it's so easy for somebody who does have the abilities of an empath to pick up the problems of somebody else. Now, the next thing you know, you're carrying weight that you are not supposed to carry, you know. So you have to stay prayed up. You have to stay in meditation. You have to stay consciously aware of everything that's going on around you. And you have to be so discerning that, you know, when something's trying to attach to you, that's not supposed to be attached to you. A tough lesson I had to learn a few years ago is that some of the same people I was wanting to help or who I consider myself helping, they didn't really want help. They just wanted somebody to constantly listen to the pro to their problems you know and when they left from me when they stopped talking to me they walked away feeling better and i felt worse you know what i'm saying and for some reason i would constantly carry their problems around with me because i'm wondering how can i fix their issue not my issues i have my own issues but i'm so concerned with what they poured on me that I'm constantly thinking about how I can fix their issues. So worried about their issues that I neglected my own issues. And that is where I feel like that attachment came along to where I saw the type of spirit they had. I wanted to help the type of spirit that they had and the problems or demons, how some people would say that was on their spirit jumped on me and it ended up staying with me longer than it should have all because I did, I did not protect my spirit. I did not protect my mentality. And if you are a man or woman of God, then you know about putting on the whole armor of God. We need to, even if we don't quote the scriptures uh, verbatim, we need to constantly be prayed up and say, Lord, protect me from the world. Protect me from this. Don't let anything attach itself to me that is not supposed to be attached to me. And that actually works. It really does. It's crazy to say this. It works if you believe it works. And the reason why I say it works if you believe it works is kind of my segue into my next point that I was thinking about on the way home from work uh, about things that I should talk about in this uh, comfort zone episode is something I used to say that I'm going to get back to saying is that you have to understand that absolutely everything starts in your mind. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, and this is absolutely true. Uh, A year ago, around the same time, maybe in March, early April, I slipped and fell in the kitchen and I sprained my knee. Uh, It's been causing me problems ever since. Not anything serious, but it's been causing me problems ever since, right? Ever since, right? A couple of weeks ago, uh, I almost slipped and fell in the kitchen again. I didn't fall, but I ended up twisting 
the same leg to stop myself from falling that it triggered a lot of pain in that exact same knee. So for two weeks, I haven't been able to uh, stand for a long period of time or walk. Uh, with my left leg, I couldn't bend my left leg. My uh, right knee was burning. It's just been problem after problem. Uh, <laughs> you know, so here I am thinking it's going to ease up, but then I finally decided to go to a doctor, to the doctor, and I had people encourage me to go ahead and go to the doctor, you know. So I go to the doctor yesterday. Uh, doctor sends me to a, automatically to an orthopedic. I go to the orthopedic, even though I had to work last night. I said, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'll just lose sleep. So I go to the orthopedic. Uh, they do x-rays on me. And she tells me, like, yeah, you have early stages of arthritis. But the main thing is that... You know, you sit down at a job for 11 hours a day, which obviously I told her that. And she asked me what type of work, what type of stuff did I do at home? I said, well, as soon as I start working out, you know, uh, or try to work out, I said, I feel pain in my knees. So I just stopped. You know, I went to my doctor six months ago and I'm looking for a new doctor because when I told him I was having problems in my legs and I needed to get strength in my legs so I can get this weight off of me. I understand my blood pressure is high. But I didn't go there for you to check my blood pressure. My blood pressure stays high. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, when she told me everything that was going on, she said one thing that really stood out. Uh, she said, I know it's going to bring you pain and everything, but you're going to have to push through it in order for you to get this weight off of you. And eventually it should go away. She gave me some medication to take that I got to pick up. But when she said, you're going to have to push through it, that's when I made up my mind, like, okay, it's really time to do this and to get this weight off of me. Because if you're telling me that all I have to do is lose weight and not to say I won't have problems with my knees anymore, but I'll be able to walk like I used to walk and hopefully one day get back out on a basketball court, even though I'm not nearly as good as I used to be. And I wasn't even that good back then, but I love playing. You know what I'm saying? If you're telling me that the only problem is I'm overweight, but I need to push through the pain that I have right now to strengthen my knees, to strengthen my legs, to get this weight off and to eventually be able to move around like I used to move around, then it's time for me to grow up. And realize that, you know, I'm going to have to go through some type of pain in order for me to get to the point where I want to be to where I'm not walking around worried about how long can I stand or how long is it going to take for my knee to hurt. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to hustle and we're going to grind, you know. But it wasn't until I actually made up my mind. Like, uh, it's only been day one. But I made up my mind that I was going to think positive uh, still realistic about this, but I was going to be a whole lot more positive about the outcome of this. I'm not going to worry about the pain. I'm going to worry about, I'm not going to worry at all, <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to worry about the pain. I'm going to be more focused on what can happen when I start dropping weight. And almost instantly, both of my knees started feeling better. Uh, it wasn't popping as much. I didn't feel pain when I tried to bend my left leg. Uh, my right leg wasn't burning as much. So when I say everything starts in your mind, your healing starts in your mind. Your increase starts in your mind. Uh, anything that you really want to change or improve in your life, 
starts in your mind, but you have to get to the point to where you have a made up mind. You can't hope. You know what I'm saying? You can't wish. You can pray about it, but you have to be very careful about how you pray about it. You pray for the outcome as if it already existed. You don't pray hoping that the outcome eventually manifests. You pray as if it already has manifested. You know, you have to change your mindset in order for you to change your mentality. Well, that's kind of crazy to say that, but you know what I mean. You have to change the way you think in order for you to change your lifestyle. Point blank, period. Um, <laughs> another thing about having a made up mind and this is something that I've been debating for a few months as well, probably as long as I've been off of doing these podcasts, is doing Monday Motivation. I still wanted to do something that'll get people going on Mondays, uh, but I know I didn't want to do Monday Motivation because I've elevated from needing motivation. You know, motivation to get you there. But motivation won't keep you there because you're not going to be motivated all the time. You're not going to feel like doing it all the time. If the entire world walked around motivated every single second of the day, we all would have absolutely everything we want out of life. What separates the people who get what they want out of life from the people who don't is a lot of a lot of them. And I'm about to say I'm going to say a lot of us because I'm putting myself in that category now is you keep pushing regardless on whether you're motivated or not. Again, you have a made up mind. So. <laughs> uh Having some type of encouragement that everything will come back on Mondays, but it won't be called Monday Motivation. It'll be called Made Up Mind Mondays. You know what I'm saying? Made Mind Mondays or something like that. Uh, because I want you to be more focused on doing it anyway. Uh, getting it taken care of anyway. Pushing past your feelings and emotions and realizing that you got a goal you're trying to reach and that that goal is more important than how you feel right now. See, that is something that they call discipline and it's something else that I'm going to adapt into the Monday episodes that I post to hopefully get people jumping and going through that week, even though technically that is encouragement and that is motivation. But we will be more focused and centered around I don't care about your feelings. I don't want you to care about mine. We got places we said we trying to go and we're going to uplift and build each other up to get to those places. You know what I'm saying? It's time out for waiting for the perfect moment. It's time out for waiting for the perfect season. It's time out for waiting for the perfect opportunity. The perfect opportunity is you getting out, out there and going after it. Now, this part right here, and I think this may be the part that I ended on, is uh, nothing comes to you that you're not looking for. Wait a minute. Let me back that up and say that differently. Because you can be looking for it, but if you're not doing anything to get it, don't ever expect it to come to you. As a matter of fact, it's never going to come to you. You got to go get it. You have to go to it. 
What happens when you need gas in your car? You go to the gas station and put gas in your car. Nobody delivers the gas to you. Now, we have delivery services now with food and with groceries and everything like that. I understand that. But what happens when you need medical help? You have to go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't come to you. What happens when, <laughs> let me see, uh, there are other things in life to where if you want it, you have to literally go to it and get it. And even with most delivery services now, if you order it and they set it on the front porch, you still got to go to that front porch and get it. You know what I'm saying? But most of the things in life that we want, even though we feel like we deserve it, you still going to have to go out there and get it. God can't work with you if you're standing still. You know what I'm saying? But as long as you're moving, God can open doors for you. He will uh, show you the way. It's like, a, uh, I guess a, one way of saying it is that God can work with somebody going in the wrong direction and point them in the right direction. He'll give them a detour to get them on the right path. But if you standing still and you ain't doing nothing, if you constantly looking at the way to go and you ain't trying to get there yourself, what can you really expect God to do? God can't do nothing if you ain't doing nothing. The universe or whatever you call it can't do nothing if you ain't doing nothing. I don't care what spiritual deity you believe in. If you're not doing anything, there's nothing that that spiritual deity, universe, or Scientology, or belief, or whatever. There's nothing that that type of faith can do for you if you're not moving on your own. I used to tell people, like I'm 42 now, turning 43 in a couple of months. I used to sit up and tell people, God goes where you go. You know what I'm saying? You want God to bless a certain surrounding. Don't pray for that certain surrounding before you get there. When you get there, you pray over that surrounding while you're there. God ain't going to go there if you ain't there. You want God to go there and move on your behalf, then you need to be there, present and accounted for. It's good to pray for when you're not there, but it's even better when you are there. You know what I'm saying? Because when you are there, you're showing God, this is where I need you at. This is where I need you to show up and show out at. When you are trying to make moves on your own, you're showing God that I'm doing my best to get there and I'm going to get there one way or another. But if you could help me out just a little bit, it would really be tremendous in my life. You know what I'm saying? And it goes with the saying that you can't help anybody that doesn't want help. You know, uh, so when you think about it like that, Understand that God looks at it the exact same way. If you're not showing God that you want to help, if you're not showing God that you deserve to help by going out there and trying to be your own help, if you're not showing God that you want the miracle, if you're not showing God that you deserve the miracle by trying to manifest the miracle on your own, if you're not showing God that you want the best blessing by being the blessing, you can't expect to get blessed. You know, I think, uh, and I'm going to go over a little bit. I try to keep it at 30 minutes, but I'm going to go over a little bit on this one. Um, I think that was one of the greatest lessons I've needed to learn, and I should have learned it a long time ago. The fact that we have to put forth some type of effort. And when I got saved, like, and I dedicated everything to God, I can sit up here and truly say now 
that I was dependent on God way too much. You know what I'm saying? I started looking at God like I, like God was supposed to do absolutely everything for me, you know, uh, and I couldn't do anything on my own. And that's not how you're supposed to operate in the kingdom either. You know, we go to God for help, for guidance, and for direction. We don't go to God for God to live out our whole existence. Now, some people may hear that and look at it the wrong way. Uh, so let me see if I can say it differently. Basically, show God that you're eager. Show God that you're willing. Show God that you're determined. Show God that you're disciplined. See, that was my, that's my alarm when I'm supposed to cut off, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> you know, show God that you're willing by going out there and doing it yourself. Um, and God will meet you. He'll meet you down the path that you're going down. And if you're going down the wrong path, he'll put you down the right path because he sees action. And one thing I used to hate the mother of my kids for <laughs> that she used to say all the time is actions speak louder than words. But that's another thing that has to elevate in the kingdom mindset as well. Like you have to understand that you need to move. You need to be doing something. You need to get out there and prove that you deserve everything that you feel like you deserve. Prove that you're worth. That's a better way. Prove that you are worth everything that you feel like you deserve. I don't care what job you're on. They don't promote you because they hope you're going to be able to do the job at the next level. They promote you because they see the work that you already do and believe that you can do it at the next level before you even start doing it. As a matter of fact, most of the time when you get these promotions, you're already walking in that promotion before they give it to you. But that's because you're putting forth the ambition, the determination and a consistency to show them that you are ready for the next level. So if you're really ready for the next level in your life, if I'm really ready for the next level in my life, it's time for us to really show God that's who I believe in. If you don't believe in God, cool. But it's time for us to show God or whatever you believe in that you are ready for the next level by living with a next level mindset. And that mindset, to circle back a little bit, does not come with waiting on being motivated. That mindset comes with saying, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get it done anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess I may not go over too much more than I thought because I'm actually done. I don't have anything else to say other than, again, you see my new logo. It is pretty dope. I got a really sweet deal on it. I have a couple other uh, ideas for logos for two other different things I'm trying to get going. And I'm going to go reach out to the same person and get those logos done because this person did an excellent job. They were very... Um, communicative and open matter of fact <laughs> i went on fiverr to believe it or not just to go ahead and get this done i went on fiverr the price was great uh the response was great got the logo done in enough time the changes that i wanted to make he made right away and it's been uh nothing but a blessing i've been waiting to post this logo and i'm gonna go ahead and post it now but anyway just remember that it's time out for 
letting our feelings and emotions get in the way. It's time to get out here and do the things that we need to do. I can't remember who said this as I quote this, but I am quoting somebody who said this years ago when they said short-term discomfort provide long-term comfort. So let's let's get uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, let's 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 step outside of our comfort zone. You can't go from faith to faith or glory to glory. You can't get to that next level doing what you're doing now. So it's time to change your mindset and remember it all starts in your mind. You have to already have that next level mindset in order for that next level to manifest in your life. Now, this is something that I started doing and I have seen some things manifest as I'm doing it. Uh, you know, the quote, uh, the scripture or whatever, I don't know the exact scripture, but you know the quote that says, write the vision and make it plain. Okay, so anything that I want to change in my life, whenever I think about it, whenever I have time, I just take a scratch piece of paper and I write it repeatedly until I get tired of it. Uh, look at it like, <laughs> uh, they probably don't do this anymore in school, but you know, um, back when I was in school, if you got in trouble or if you did something wrong, one way that they, they would discipline you is to make you write it on a chalkboard over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, but as you constantly wrote it on a chalkboard, unless you were just completely devious, you tended to stay away from doing, making that mistake again, you know, uh, because it was embedded in your mind because you kept writing it down. So look at it like that. Think about something that you want to change in your life and don't, don't think about a hundred different things or anything like that. Think about one thing that you want to change right now. Think about one thing that you want to evolve right now. It could be something small, as, something as small as, I want fried chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that may sound a bit crazy with that, but but just think about something small that you want to change in your life. And anytime it crosses your mind, and anytime you have it available, I don't care if you do it on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop, on your computer. I don't care if you write it down on a piece of paper with a marker on a chalkboard or whatever. You don't even have to keep it. But what I want you, want you to do is just continue writing that same thing until you get tired of writing it. You can throw it away, you can delete it. You know what I'm saying? But every time you think about it, keep writing it. Every time you're thinking about it, keep putting it down. Because what it does is it embeds itself inside of your mind and it gets you to the point to where you cannot help but think about this uh, on, a, on a more carnal level, level. But spiritually what it does is it attracts that thing to you and it pulls you to that thing. It magnetizes you to that thing that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no surprise that some things are about to change in my life as they're about to change. That door that got open for me, before that door got open for me, I kept writing down uh, what was going to happen, you know. Uh, and it's not the door I expected to be open, I can say that. But I kept writing down what was going to happen. I kept writing down what I expected out of it when it happened. And it just, and it happened. You know what I'm saying? It's happening, you know? And even though I see it happening, guess what? I still have to go out there and get it. 
Even though that door has been opened, I still have to walk through it. Even though those groceries are right outside on my porch, I still have to go through that door and get those groceries. Bring them in the house. Cook them up. Make some delicious. Let my family eat it. Then throw away the leftovers because I make enough for them to have leftovers, but they don't ever eat my leftovers. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I'm blaming my lady and my two kids now for my weight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm blaming them for my weight because I spend more time eating leftovers than anything else just because they don't eat leftovers like that. And, I mean, they don't have to. Their mother's a good cook. I'm a better cook. They don't have to eat leftovers like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Like I said, still dealing with a cough. It's almost over, though. But anyway, it's your boy, Conker Jones, coming at you with another episode, a special episode of The Comfort Zone. I will be posting on Thursdays again. Um, but you best believe that these episodes will be faith-based, but we got a whole lot to talk about because I truly believe that in order for you to really excel in the spirit. Uh, you also have to excel in the flesh, too. And in order for you to excel in the flesh, you also have to excel in the spirit. We, as men and women of God, try to separate the two way too much, and that's not possible. You know, the two are one, period. So I will be posting again on Thursdays with my regular episodes. Uh, We are going to have Made Up My Mondays, which is more focused on being disciplined and consistent than it is looking for motivation. And we finna do some things. We, 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 we gonna make some major moves. You know why? Because we deserve it. And even though we deserve it, we gonna go out there and take it anyway. This your boy, Conker Jones. Remember my five favorite things. Stay focused. Stay faithful. Stay true to yourself. Treat other people how you want to be treated. And give God the respect that God deserves. I'll see you soon. Peace.